Hello, beautiful humans. I'm sending you so much gratitude and love wherever you are. The episode today is with Stu Massengill. And I was connected with him through my partner, my girlfriend, who has known him for a while. And Stu works with Tony Robbins. And right when I was connected with him, I felt the giving energy from him. I could, I could feel that he did not expect anything in return. He was simply there to offer his insight, his perspective, and just provide value um, where he could. And I felt so much gratitude right away for it. And it was beautiful because he was giving me insight into starting a podcast. It was before I had ever started this. He has his own podcast called the Finding Direction Podcast. And from that, he's actually created a uh, kind of like a, a school and an academy from that. And he is really tapped into highlighting people's journeys and helping others understand what their purpose is or could be or what they feel called to. And it's such a full circle moment with this episode because the guy who was giving me his perspective on starting a podcast, I am now able to have this conversation with him. And he gives so much practical insight into understanding how to approach life, how to go at it with a grateful mindset, with habits that you can implement every day. And yeah, overall, I am so excited for everybody to listen to this because I think there are so many cool takeaways. And please check out his socials that are linked in the show description and maybe take out a notepad because his insights are invaluable. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you feel like showing support for this podcast, please share it with friends, with family, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and that will help my podcast get in front of some other eyes. But either way, I'm so grateful for your presence and for you being you. I'm here with Stu Massengill. Thanks for being here, bro. I'm excited to to catch up and get into this with you. We've been uh, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, for real. Me too, man. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm stoked. Yeah, of course. Um, so why don't you just give people a breakdown, kind of of like what your current job and role is, and and who you work with, where your uh, kind of path has led you uh, into yeah. this field and and then we can kind of maybe backtrack and and highlight and touch on a bit more of your personal story and and what led you into uh into that path. Yeah, man, 100%. So, um my name's Stu Massengill and so what I do um 
kind of two different things. One, I'm a national trainer for a gentleman named Tony Robbins, who, if you've never heard of him, Google his name, he'll change your life. Uh, <laughs> but he's, you know, he's like the number one success coach on the planet. And so he had a profound effect on my life for the last eight years before I ever started working with him. And kind of just through life journeying around searching for my purpose, um, it ultimately led me to doing work with Tony. So I do that with Tony, which is just an honor. And then I also have a podcast, which is called Finding Direction. And it's all about helping people figure out what they want to do with their life. And then it's also now we've expanded it to uh, like a university, Finding Direction University. And that's where we actually bring people in and like take them through a proven process on like, how do you actually not only figure out what you want to do with your life, but more importantly, how do you execute on making that an actual reality in your life? So um, those are the two main things I do and, and just trying to, uh, you know, be a positive light in this world. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Um, and so what, what were you doing before, uh, you know, as Tony's work was affecting you and inspiring you to go down that path of, of self-growth and, and kind of empowerment? What, uh, what did you go through that then led you into crossing actual paths with him? Yeah. Um, so I was pretty much introduced to Tony in the first part when I was in this network marketing company, um, which is actually one of the ways T and I got close, which is full circle here. Um, but I was in this network marketing company and did it for like four years. And it was really just like personal development with a comp plan, I guess you could say. Um, you know, it was like such a heavy world of like, work on yourself, grow yourself. If you grow yourself, your bank account will grow. Like that was like the energy around what we were doing. And so I became just like super, super involved in personal development because I kind of grew up as like more of a shy, quiet, introverted person. And I like, you know, I wasn't going to have conversations with strangers. I wasn't confident. You know, I was just like, didn't have all those things. And when I got into personal development, it changed my life in such a big way um, that I'm literally addicted to personal development it's now. And so one of the ways I was sort of first introduced to it was I went to one of Tony's events. It's called UPW. And it's literally like three and a half days, 50 hours. You're, they're 12 to 15 hour days. Like it is just insane. You walk on fire one of the days, like it's madness. Um, and so I went to that and and yeah, man, I just kind of had some realizations that like there were some stories that I had built about who I thought I was from the way that I grew up. And I grew up in a, in a great way. You know, I have great parents, a great older brother. Um, but sometimes we pick stories and we pick meanings from the experiences we have in our life that are not positive meanings. And so I basically, when I got to this event, I was able to like look at what are these stories and these experiences that have shaped who I think I am, and then really created a space where what are the ones I want to keep? What are the ones I don't want to keep? Um, and that was super transformational. And then Tony kind of just always played a role in my life. Like he played a role there that had a massive impact on my life. Then I um, was diagnosed with testicular cancer at 24, um, right after I turned 24. And after I went through that process, I was volunteering at a Tony Robbins event. And I was like doing the event while I was volunteering. And I had this like massive realization and like moment of peace on why I got the cancer and like, like 
we could dive deeper into that story, but it was like, I was diagnosed with cancer and I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. But as I got better from the cancer, you know, three months after six months after a year month after all of a sudden the conversation switched in my head from like, everything happens for a reason to like, what the hell is this reason? You know what I mean? Um, and then when I was at a Tony event, I like had peace with that. And then I randomly went to a Tony event in Australia once and I thought I had my life all figured out. But my mentor said, we don't do personal development because we're weak. We do it to remain strong. And when I was at this event, I had this crazy realization again that like, that basically started finding direction, truthfully. Um, that's where it was birthed. And so he's just had this like constant impact in my life. And I eventually got to a point where I was like, I can either go full board entrepreneur or I can do this concept called modeling, right? Finding someone who, who's done what I want to do. And if I can study them, then I can make the impact I want rather than in decades, I could do it in years. Um, and so that's, that's what ultimately was like, okay, well, Tony Robbins is the goat in my mind, right? The greatest of all time. And then I just sort of like networked, figured out my way on, on who I could meet, who I could connect with. And then that, that got me uh, a long story short to working with Tony now. <laughs> that's amazing yeah full uh full divine synchronicity kind yeah. of placing those those steps in front of you and yeah it's it's hard to uh comprehend if people haven't heard the name tony robbins because to me it's just like like you said he's the goat even he is the goat. I, haven't, I haven't been fully called to like really diving into his work i still see how his journey has created really this platform for the the self growth and i think when people see something on such a large scale like like what he has yeah they're they're quick to kind of label it as like uh commercialized or selling out or things like that but with him it's so quick it's so easy to see um i watched the documentary uh, i am guru. guru yeah, yeah. And, and it's so easy to see that the reason it's so large is because of the the energy that he brings and the the yeah. frequency of of you know the the word truth is thrown around around a lot these days but the truth that he brings to people and in that documentary uh i just remember in the beginning it shows him at the events and he he walks up and has those interactions with people one on one in the crowd and there's someone who really just pours their life to him and is in tears and he just puts his hand on their shoulder and just looks them dead in the eyes and he, he asks them to to breathe deeper and drop their shoulders a little bit and you can literally see the guy's energy just like whoo he just completely yeah. calms down and just a huge smile comes on his face <laughs> yeah. so it's it's so cool to see um i can't imagine the way that that affects you just from being in that work environment um and yeah, that's fun yeah i love i love what you said about stories too because i think that's the almost like the foundational concept of understanding this path of growth right is realizing that we are in control of the stories and the constructs that we're creating for our identity and yeah. just, uh like what you shared about going through the testicular cancer it's like I think a lot of times we're we're searching for the meaning um, and kind of waiting for it to come to us. But then at a point we realize that like we almost start creating that meaning and we start creating yeah. that window of opportunity from these experiences that could 
be labeled as, oh, things are happening to me. Uh, I am, you know, a victim to the world rather than what is the universe trying to show me right now? What is this doing for me? And you can, you can choose to, to create the victim story and learn through it just as much as well. But it's about knowing that there is a difference and you don't, you don't have to, like you have a choice in the matter basically. Yeah. And so what do you, what do you feel like? Um, cause I think people hear that a lot too. You know, it's like, oh, change your story, change your life, different things. Yeah. Like but, but what do you, what do you feel allows you to really rewrite that story or tap into the stillness or the space that shows you how you can take steps to create and rewrite that narrative from the past that you've held on to? Yeah, I think a simple way to kind of, cause there's a lot of different ways ways you could go rabbit holes you could dive into um but like one simple thing that i've learned from tony is like tony's worked with tens of millions of people all over the world and basically found out that like at every moment of our life as a human being we are always making three decisions and the first decision is what are we focusing on right the second decision is what is the meaning that we attach to it and then the third is what are we going to go what are we going to do after that and it's like, you could look at two people that had the same exact thing happen to them growing up. They were in the same exact environment, right? Maybe it was, you know, let's say it's even a bad environment, but one person focuses on, man, this is the way that the rest of my life's going to look. And someone else goes, this is never, my life will never look like this. Like I'm going to do everything in my power to not make it like that. Right. So it's like, they're both sort of focusing on the childhood that they had, but they're giving it two different meanings. Right. And then by default, by giving it different meanings, you're going to take different actions. So it's like, as you start to look at some of these things in your life, you can really ask yourself, well, what's the meaning that I want to attach with that? Right? Because you can give it a positive meaning, you can give it a negative meaning, like whatever situation you're in, or you've been through someone else has been through that same thing, and found a positive meaning and turned it into a positive story. So it's like, as cliche as it sounds, it's like, if someone else has done it, then you can do it too. Um, but I would say those, that's kind of like a, a simple way you can do it. But, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of different ways you can go at it as well. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I, I personally, I love the cliches because I think cliches <laughs> so much truth. That's why they exist so long, right? The truth is simple. And so it's like it will, it will stick so much weight behind those little cliches. And to what you said, it's like if you see someone else that has gone through something similar and they've persevered, and gotten through it, everybody's a mirror for each other. You can use that as a reflection and know that you have that strength within you as well. Like everybody has. Yeah. It's our it's our nature really as human beings is is getting back up and and to keep pushing. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So you just said quickly uh that working for a Tony is is fun. Like like fun, <laughs> yeah. right? And so I think also a misconception that a lot of people get from like the grind or becoming successful or doing the work and, and growing through those stories into new things is that it's gotta be difficult. It's gotta be like fun and, and play sometimes I don't think comes into people's vocabulary around it. So how, how do you feel like that is an important component to creating the longevity and the sustainability around a path like that? Yeah. I think that like, it's interesting, like, like I'll talk to my girlfriend sometimes. She's like, you work so much or like, you'll be working on that all. Like 
you're going to work on that on Saturday. And it's like, for me, I just truly really do love what I do. And like, I don't see it as work. Like some people want to go, um, hang out with their friends and go to a bar. And like, that's the way they get joy. Like for me, the way, one of the ways that I get joy is like building a business, watching it impact someone's life and like having someone come back and be like, this like changed my life. Like, I'm like, I'll do that all day long over, go to a bar and like grab a drink. And so sort of what I'm, what I'm getting at is I sort of think that in our society, it's become too much of a norm to just be like, eh, like that's what I do for work. I don't really love it, but like it's work. So like, you know, it's work. You're not really supposed to love it. Like that has become such an adopted belief in society. And I am so totally against that, that it's like, there's so many things in this world and you truly can do something that you love. And if we fall back into the cliches, right, it's like you never work a day in your life if you love what you do, right? And it's like, that is such a real thing. And I think some people get caught up in, in today's world, like we're in this society of comparison, right? It's like you go on Instagram and you're like, oh, well, my friend over there figured out his life and, and she's crushing it and he's kicking butt and oh, they're making X amount of money. And it's like, we compare ourselves to so many people and we compare ourselves to their external world and we don't know what's going on in their inter world that like, I really think this process of getting to that point where you love what you do, it's all about experiential learning. And it's about, it's about like figuring out what are the things that if you could do this, it would light you up. And like one of the things I always teach with people is like, you may not think you know what you want to do with your life, but if you really look back on your life, there's probably three to five things you've always gravitated towards. And if you can figure out what are those three to five things, then what you can do to sort of speed up the process is like network with people in those industries. And then once you start trying these different things, you're going to have so much clarity on like, oh, well, I don't actually like that. Let me try this other thing. And then you try that and you go, well, I actually didn't really like that. Let me try this other thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this is my thing. Um, so like that, that's just a big thing. I think is like, we got to get out there. We got to go try more things. We got to experiment more. Like you look at the world today and in technology, like we're probably going to live till we're like 80, 90, hundred years old. Like that's not going to be a crazy thing in a couple of decades. So it's like, for some people, if they're in their twenties and they're like, oh, I haven't figured out my life or my friend's doing this. It's like, F that, like they may end up spending the next 60 years miserable because they did something that they didn't actually want to do. Meanwhile, you spent 10 years figuring it out and now you live the next 50 years crushing life. Um, so I think those are just a couple of things. It's like, you, you really got to try it. It's like a simple, stupid thing I share with people is like, think of the first time you found out you liked pizza. It's like, you didn't stare at a pizza and be like, oh, it looks good. Smell it. You're like, it looks good. Your friend came by and was like, hey, pizza's good. And you're like, all right, screw it. I love pizza. Like you actually tried it. You know what I mean? And you found out you loved it. Like one of the biggest things that's blown my own mind is I love action sports. I'm a skater. I'm a snowboarder. Like I love that. That is like my high. And I figured, okay, I love that. If I work in that industry, I'm probably going to be like, wow, life is amazing. It's sick. Like this is awesome. And so I went and I tried it, right? And I worked at Vans, the action sports company. And it blew my mind because once I started working there, I had this crazy realization that I was like, damn, like this, this isn't actually what I want to do. But if I stood on the sideline 
always thinking, oh, maybe I'll like it, maybe I won't, and never actually trying it, I wouldn't have gotten the clarity that I got that led me to the work that I do today. So um, kind of went on a rant there, but I, I really think those are a couple key principles and philosophies that if people can adopt, like you can live a life where you do wake up and you're like, holy shit, this is my life. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think that once you kind of open the doors to that quest, to that quest of finding what fills your heart, yeah. and that's, that's the process. Like you're not going to land. I mean, you could, you very well could, but right. most likely you're right. going to go through different phases and you're going to see what resonates with you, what doesn't, what maybe resonates for six months, a year. And then you're like, you know what? I don't, I, I'm not really feeling it anymore. Where is this leading me? And the doors open more doors. And when you kind of show the universe, like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take action here. I'm going to take control of this. It, it places things in your path that then you didn't even expect. And it's like, I love the concept of the universe has things waiting for you that are bigger than Straight you could up. ever even imagine. And it's the expectation of, oh, I got to get this perfect right away. I got to find my purpose right away without knowing that it could be a process. It could be a, a step-by-step process. And so where do you think the word failure comes into play here? I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the word failure because I don't believe that it really exists. I think that it's all just part of the process and that failure and mistakes are expectations that aren't met. And so if you don't have expectations and you're learning through the journey and that's your goal, then failure and mistakes aren't really an option. You're just making choices and you're learning through them. And so I've heard on some of your podcast clips around like failure and kind of approaching failure from that standpoint. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and I mean, it's like, it's two different ways. It's one, if you're approaching failure as an entrepreneur, right. Then it's like, you want to adopt the philosophy. You, you either learn or you grow, you don't fail. Right. Like one of the things we do uh, with the work I do is like something called can I, and it stands for constant and never ending improvement. So it's like, at the end of whatever you did, whether you failed or succeeded, you go, what was great about this? What wasn't so great about this? And what could I do next time to make it better? Right? And so it's like looking at that from, let's say, an entrepreneur standpoint. Now, if you're looking at failure from like, maybe you're looking to get the, the job you love or like figure out what you want to do with your life. Um, I, I don't think failure plays as big of a role into that because it's not like you're you know, trying to, it's, it's a little bit different than like the entrepreneur route. Um, so I would say as you're, as you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, like truthfully, you need to, if we look at doing a job and not loving it, and that's a failure, like fail as fast as you possibly can, right? Yeah. Because it's like, as soon as you figure out, oh, this isn't what I love to do, your brain and with how wise and intelligent your own brain is, as soon as you do something that you don't love, your brain will tell you, yeah, you don't, you don't want to do this. This is what you actually want to do. Like you're, you have to trust that and your brain will lead you to the next thing that you're supposed to do if you listen to yourself. And then you go try that thing. And if you then get in that space and you go, ah, this isn't what I want to do. Again, your brain will start to tell you, no, you're right. This isn't what you actually want to do. Go do this thing. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of failure when it looks at that as like, and in either sense, it's like, chase failure, right? It's like the quicker you fail, the sooner you'll figure out your life or the sooner you'll become successful if you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. And 
it's almost like that the heart is involved in that process too because it's the more you're stepping through into that the more your heart is opening to the possibilities of what what it wants and what it's calling to it and so yeah you have you what types of habits have you instilled or found along the way that have really helped uh, center and calm your mind and help you get a grip on the constant stories and thoughts that are and emotions that are swirling in us all the time? <laughs> yeah. Um, one practice I do, and I do this daily, and I'm like, I'm a big protector of my mornings just because for me, at least, once I get later in the day, it's like, you never know what's going to happen, you know? Um, and so what I do is in the morning, every single morning, I do this exercise. It's called priming. And I've kind of incorporated that. That's a teaching from Tony Robbins with some things I've learned from a gentleman named Bob Proctor, who is also in the personal development space, is I will start off and I'll do 10 minutes. It's like a meditation. You can Google it. It's called priming. It's basically you spend 10 minutes, you do some breathing exercises, and you think of three things you're grateful for. You feel the energy in your body. You send love out to three people around you. And then you think of and visualize as if you're already there, three things you want to create in your life. And so I spend 10 minutes doing that. It's a closed eyes process. I put a little bit of music on. And then after that, I write in my journal 10 things I'm grateful for. But I write five of them that I already have in my life. And then I write five that I want to bring in my life, but I write them in the present tense. And then after that, I'll say them out loud two times. Um, and then I just pray after that. And then that's sort of my morning routine. And that allows me to like stay close to my intuition, stay close to God, stay close to um, the intelligence, whatever you want to call it. But it allows me to keep so much clarity on the things that are going on in my life. And then also like wire my brain to bring in the things that I want in my future. Because like some people, they're like, oh, visualizing, like that's a weird thing. Like I'm not going to do that thing. But it's like, you want to understand that everybody visualizes, right? Most of the people are just visualizing things that they don't want in their life. So it's like, if you can consciously start to visualize things you do want in your life, that's going to actually make that a reality versus unconsciously visualizing the things that you don't want. And with the visualization, I, like you said, when fear is involved, we're, we're jumping into those kind of potential timelines. And putting ourselves in that present moment of that timeline. It feels like the fear is, is there. It's happening right now. And so on the opposite side of that, you can do the same thing. Like you said, you, you think about what you want to happen, but then you're putting yourself in that present moment. You're acting as, I, I think the quote that I've heard is, pray as if it is already done. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's Joe Dispenza talks about all of that too. And, and yeah, like yeah. really placing those higher energetic emotions into the present moment of the timeline that you really want to focus on. And it's almost like, I mean, Joe Dispenza goes so deep into like the quantum potentials of all of that stuff. And it, you really, we really are able to tap into the quantum field of potentials and, and select the timelines that we want to manifest. But if we have all this fear and all of this trauma going on, that blocks us. It, it creates those stories of fear of failure, fear of judgment, yeah. fear of not reaching expectations. And so that's where that deep inner work comes in and really un, kind of realigning the energy that is, that is within you. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, one so thing, I, one thing too, is like, you can't, you can't be 
in a state of fear and a state of gratitude at the same time. Like it's impossible. So if you practice gratitude, that's going to prevent you from being in that place of fear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the lower vibration almost, it, it, it overpowers things. And that's why it's easier to stay in there, right? That's why it's easier to kind of just sit and sink into those, those lower emotional feelings and, and um, yeah, just remain almost actionless or stagnant. Yeah. Uh, but so what is your definition around the word success then? I think there's so many misconceptions around that idea. And like you said, we're, so, we're comparing on Instagram all the time so yeah. on boats and these huge houses and, and models. And it's like, oh, that's success. That's what, that's what yeah. I want. So what, what do you feel about that word? Uh, for me, success is just living a life that you're happy about and that you're also fulfilled from. Um, when I was younger, I kind of had an experience to make a good amount of money and like i had this belief that like oh when i when i'm making this income like i'm gonna feel so good i'm gonna feel like i've made it in life and there's a saying it's like money doesn't make you happy but everybody wants to find out for themselves and so i kind of got to this place and then once i got there it was sort of like this is it and kind of the big realization that i had is that like when you get to this quote-unquote place that you want to be and then you're going to feel X, Y, Z. It's like, once you get there, the person that ultimately determines that you're going to feel X, Y, Z is yourself. So it's like, rather than trying to achieve to become happy, happily achieve, right? It's sort of way I look at it. And one of the biggest things I've taken from all the years I've studied Tony is this concept that success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, right? It's like, you could, you could, have all the money, you could drive the coolest cars, you could be like absolutely crushing it. But if you are not fulfilled, like that's, that's emptiness. It's, it's the ultimate failure. So it's like, how can you pursue something that fulfills you? And how can you pursue something that makes you happy? And if you're doing that, for me, that that's really what success boils down to. Yeah, I call, I call it a destination fantasy. And it's like, it's always fantasy around reaching that next destination, feeling those kind of, that kind of emptiness or void like emotions inside and wanting to fill it with material things, with external things. And you might get it for a second, but it's like, it's, it has addictive properties to it. Like it's yeah. like, it's that next hit. And so you get that job promotion and you get the, you get the money and then it's like, oh, well that that fluttered away. Let me get this car. Let me get this house. Let me keep working for that. And it's just a continuous, the, the void eats it because it, want, it yeah. wants that internal fulfillment. It wants that internal love uh, along the way. Um, and yeah. so um, we're, we're reaching the end here. Um, I, I, the last little bit that I just wanted to leave on because you know we are going through these very interesting times, these trying times, stepping into the unknown. A lot of fear is in the collective. There's a lot of tension. And as you mentioned, you know, you, uh, you were diagnosed with testicular cancer. I've seen you talk about it on Instagram before about the surgery with the lymph nodes being removed from your stomach. Um, what is your advice or insight onto perseverance through fear and, and really seeing those walls, seeing the unknown, seeing the certain uncertainty and, and going for it and still saying like, I, I am, I'm not going to let this control me. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, I'll kind of like 
answer this in a two part, but for me with, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I am in a ridiculously positive person. Um, so when it, when I was diagnosed with that, I was very under the belief that everything's going to be okay. Um, probably the biggest thing that I did in that sense, and this really also plays into like life and everything we're going through today is I was in the room with my parents when I was diagnosed with testicular cancer, like officially. And I could not imagine being a parent, hearing a doctor say, Hey, your son has cancer. Like, holy shit. Um, you know, and like, I could see my parents feel that by their body language. And as soon as we got out of the room, I said, Hey, like, this is, this is a real thing, but like, don't treat me any differently. Don't talk to me any differently. Don't act and don't act like I have something in me that can kill me. Because if you, if, if we plant that seed, then that seed can grow. And I just went around and told everybody that I, uh, associated with that. And then no one treated me like I had anything that was bad that was going to happen to me. And then nothing bad happened to me. And so like, I think as we sort of look at the world with COVID today, it's like one, surround yourself with the right people. Don't surround yourself with people that are going, Oh my God, COVID, there's all this crazy shit. Like we're going to, we're screwed. We're done. Like if you're around people that are having those types of conversations, you're going to start to take on those types of beliefs because you become who you surround yourself with. So like, that's one thing I would say. And then the other thing is like, whatever you're going through and it's different for so many different people, like look at someone like research, find someone else who's in a similar situation to you that has found a way. And it'll, it'll do two things for you. Number one, if someone else has done it, and if you want to save yourself the research, I'll just tell you there's someone else in your situation that has found a way. Right. And so if someone else has done it, then point blank, you can find a way. And then secondly, if you can find a person that's done that, then you can go out and you can model them and say like, well, what did they do to get through this situation? And if I can copy their behaviors, their actions, their way of thinking, then I can get the same result as them. Um, so that's kind of some things that I would say going through COVID and, and just understanding that like the way the world works is we work in seasons, right? It's like you have fall and fall is always followed by spring, right? And so we're just in fall, right? Or we're just in winter right now. Yeah. Me, right? We have winter and then spring. And so like, you just want to understand that this is just a season that we're in. It's, it's not going to be craziness for the rest of our lives, right? This, this too shall pass, right? And then we'll talk about, oh, that was crazy when everybody had to wear masks and no one could go eat in a restaurant and it'll be part of our history. Um, but it's like, we're going to get through this. You want to look at what can I do in this time, maybe in this moment of self-isolation or not being as social, like what can I do in this moment to really get a bit more clarity on my life so that when we do get into that moment of spring, I'm ready, right? You're not springs all of a sudden here, we're, we're cool off of COVID and you didn't do anything in this time other than freak out, right? But you actually did stuff to plan for your life. Yeah, absolutely. Sound advice, sound advice. Um, yeah. And so awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for jumping on here. Um, I think that people are really going to resonate with everything you said. And I just wanted to express, um, a lot of gratitude, uh, for you because, uh, my partner Tia, uh, you know, from the past, she, she did us a while ago before I was even starting the podcast. And, you know, you were, you're, you're in the giving space. We got on a phone call. It was never this kind of like, what are you going to do for me? What am I going to get in return? Like I felt that. And it really, um, it's really inspiring and motivating. And so I just, I just really want to express that. Um, and, and let people know that, 
that it goes a long way. It, it really goes a long way and, and you affect other people through what you're willing to give to them. And so just thank you again, man. Um, why don't you let people know where they can find your podcast, where they can find you on socials. I will also link to everything in the show description, but yeah, just, uh, just let them know. Yeah. I would say the biggest, uh, way that is just a way that again, we can add value. I'm a big believer of like, just add value in any way you can. And the universe takes care of the rest. Um, but like, especially with COVID and trying to figure out our life in COVID, it's, I feel like it's more important now than ever to like be able to meet the right people, to open the right doors in our life and, and really use that to figure out our life. And so we've put together a free resource if anybody wants it. Um, it's called five steps to meeting anyone you desire for introverts, because I kind of grew up as an introvert. And if anybody wants it, you just go to findingdirectionuniversity.com slash giveaway. Um, that's findingdirectionuniversity.com slash giveaway. And then if people want to reach out to me on social, um, it's just Stu Massengill. And, and again, if you have questions, anything I can support you on, um, reach out there. The podcast is called Finding Direction. You can find that anywhere as well. So I'm um, just happy to add value in any way that I can. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Um, I'm excited to continue this relationship and, and see where everything, how everything unfolds from here. It's feels like it's only the beginning. <laughs> for real. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on the show again. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man.